You know what I'm really excited for? Dinner. Yeah. We should what, we should introduce ourselves first. Nah. No, it's it's the beginning of a podcast. Like you have to figure out what you're gonna do yeah. if you're gonna listen to it. Yeah. Based on the presenters, right? Definitely. So, yeah. Why don't you introduce yourself? All right. Uh, my name is Andrew Patrick Campbell. I go by Gray though. Okay. Um, it's a nickname from a long time since I was born. Um, so I'm Gray Campbell. Um, we're here at Baylor University. I am a music composition major. And man, do I love music. And Josh Mercurio. Okay, well, Josh Mercurio is, is my name. Um, I'm also going to Baylor University, and I'm kind of just figuring out what I'm going to do here as uh, when it comes to studies. But right now, I'm in economics and in mathematics. Yeah. And man, do I love math. <laughs> and uh, I love Greg, too. Hey, stop it. So I'm from, I'm from Chicago, Illinois, and... Uh, I've been spending uh, the last month in Texas, and I was just wondering, like, do you think that I am very different from most of the people that you've ever met? Um, so I'm from Houston. So I'm from Texas. I'm from about like three hours south of here. But um, no, the only thing different is that you just you sat you just like the way you talk is a little different that's okay. it you don't say y'all that's the only difference mm -hmm. do you think that baylor is different to most of the places in the world because i've come here and i have a totally different vibe from anything i've ever been a part of i think that baylor is a very unique college i think so at least mm -hmm. especially because you know at a lot of other huge especially Texas schools, you have classes where they're legitimately auditorium classes where you have hundreds of students and one professor where the, quote, auditorium classes here, you have, what, something around 80 kids, something like that? You haven't been in my class. I don't have then. any auditorium classes because I'm oh, okay. music. Yeah. Do you know how yeah. many kids are in your, in your auditorium I have, classes? I've had... Uh, up upwards of 200 kids in a, in a class. Oh, what? Yeah. Just kidding, then. So, uh, I there are less of them here yeah. than some of the schools I was thinking about, especially for a freshman year. Yeah. But there's more to to the way Baylor feels than just the classes. Definitely, yeah. I think that I've Baylor is real focused on the undergrad aspect of it so there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that goes into they put a lot of effort into the community and things like that so obviously all that welcome week stuff that i didn't do any of mm -hmm. <laughs> um that you guys did most of it right yeah i, I did most of it and uh, also gray's roommate did most of it yeah jackson is also sitting here if you hear him crunching us. away he's he's eating something much See, that's the other reason why I think that we have to kind of separate. Nah. <laughs> Get some quiet space. Nah. This really has just been duct taped together, this whole podcast. Yeah, it's Josh is holding his laptop at his chest <laughs> because the mic is sitting on the laptop. So, yeah, welcome to the 
the most Jankiest amateur podcast, podcast <laughs> ever, ever created. You know, the janky, podcast. the janky podcast. I think if we could just call it Amateur Hour, that'd be fun. Oh, that's kind of funny. Okay. I'm good with that. Amateur Hour? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the concept of creating a podcast is a little cringe. So, like, yeah. yeah. I think it's good. Uh-huh. You know what we could do? As long, as long as we recognize that we're just bad at this. Yeah. And that, I'm, I mean, we're just doing this for fun. Definitely. And we're probably just going to talk about times where we were embarrassed about us being Existing. stupid and, and young and all that. So, yeah, amateur hour. Wow. You see, like, you've Beautiful. just witnessed, if you're a viewer right now, you've just witnessed a podcast being created. Indeed. Yeah. It's like a creation story. No, oh, okay. we'll start our own Bible. It's Genesis. <laughs> you know what we could do is we could sit next time. We could sit in the closet because all the clothes will provide provide like dampening. Oh, maybe better sound quality. Yeah, that we won't get the the acoustics of the room. Hmm. You know. Yeah. Then we can be in the closet together too. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. <laughs> So, uh, you, you were telling me that you wanted to talk about an experience that you've had this, like, last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, so, if we're going to talk about being amateurs, we're, all freshmen are amateurs at doing college. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, maybe it's just me, but. No, no, it's everyone. Seth, Don't worry about it. I've had, um, several experiences where I'm looking on this website that I know a lot of schools use called canvas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like looking at what I have due the next day and it's 1157. And then it says, Oh, you, there's quiz due at 1201 AM. And I'm like, Oh, good. I'm going to do this right now in four minutes. Cool. That's happened a couple times. It's been an interesting experience getting into like figuring out how to how to study and practice and Mm -hmm. go to class and have time to do all that stuff like have fun and it's so interesting because you know you're always like gotta find a balance you gotta find your balance and then you know you never listen and then you get and then i got here and i was like oh i'm screwed right now well i don't i don't know but canvas in particular i'm familiar with because yeah my schools that I've, I've been to my high school and, and even before that we were using online systems to to do homework mm-hmm. so that's not really hard I mean maybe you're just lazy when it comes to knowing when your quizzes are due. that is also a very very high possibility <laughs> I mean we because I'm also like familiar with canvas because we me and Jackson used it for we had a dual credit course when we were juniors. Mm-hmm. Also, Jackson, like, you don't have to be quiet. It's okay. You can talk. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. But, like, you know, it'll just be in the background, like, <laughs> it'll be funny, though. But I think, I think I'm kind of, like, settling into how I got to do things, you know? Mm-hmm. I guess with when it comes to doing homework... Because I'm only in two classes that I have actual homework for, math and then the scriptures class, that is just whenever I can do it. 
because mm-hmm. my main focus is music and so practicing is something that i actually build into my schedule like as a class yeah it's like okay from 12 to 3 i'm gonna go practice mm-hmm. and then just whenever i can get my homework my other homework done is when i just whenever i get it done do you know are you eventually just gonna transfer into a schedule where you're just practicing and learning it should be the first semester of sophomore year i should have only music classes because i only have to do because jackson you got your uh two semesters of english and two semesters of history out right yeah and music we only need three semesters of english right are you sure Did you, that would be amazing because then it would be, no, I'd have heritage. I would have Christian heritage next semester, but that would, cause, cause next semester, if I have to take one more semester of English, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be next semester where I'll be taking English and then Christian heritage and then uh, first semester of sophomore year, I'll be taking only music, which would be. Beautiful. completely different from what i'll be doing yeah yeah or I'll photography just, i'm gonna get into higher level classes and then more math. instead of just gonna be more homework and, and more essays less time to do what i want well yeah yeah well i mean should be what you want right math is what you want to do right because boy you love math right yeah but math homework is not something anyone ever wants to do that is very true yeah that's that's like the themes it's Darn, I got to go practice. It's exactly yeah. what I want to do, so. Mm-hmm. It's not not an issue. I was at I was at McCrary for I think 4 hours yesterday. Not 4. No. Mm-hmm. I was at McCrary for 4 hours on Friday. And it was like, "Oh, I've been here for 4 hours." Interesting. Well, there are some times when I'm practicing and I'm like, mm, "Can I leave?" Yeah. I could be doing other things that I would enjoy more than this. Very true, yeah. Sometimes today's it's special like, guest is Jackson Howard. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I don't know. I've just been told that I can talk. So I'm yeah. I mean, because that'd be super awkward if you just were sitting there really quiet, you know? Just like, ooh. Okay. I'm, oh my gosh, we're at 415 measures in logic because it's not really used for podcasting, but that's okay. You know, I really wish I could hear what you said when you whisper into your mic. I'm sorry. So, yeah, that's, again, I was just saying we should probably do it on Skype so when you whisper, I can hear your whisper. Or you just want that to be a thing where I just never hear and then... Well, what what I'm hoping is that, are you going to get your own microphone? Probably. So, hopefully when you get your own microphone, mm-hmm. you get one with an XLR. Yeah. And then we can we can set up like a little table right here maybe mm-hmm. or move my something we'll get something and then we can yeah. sit like opposite each other and have the audio interface in the middle of the table mm-hmm. and then we can just plug them in and be sitting across from each other and be listening in well because we'll, we'll be able to hear each other yeah if we do it that way okay i do have a microphone at home this is like honestly this is no not first not the first time i've ever tried to make a yeah. podcast i have <laughs> i have a microphone it's got all the fancy stuff that you have um but i think mostly i just had computer problems when i was making oh really that one and um well great it's hard to find people like you that i can talk to forever (laughs) so hey you stop it 
Do dude. you listen to a lot of podcasts? Um, not. I'll go through like a week or two where I'm like, ah, oh, I'm listening to this podcast, and then I listen to it for a week, and then I stop. Hmm. But I haven't found one that I really really like. But you know, maybe 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 hmm. someday. Maybe. Maybe I'll just listen to this podcast. That'd be cool. I mean, I don't know who's going to do the editing for it, but. I mean, if if I do the editing, then you can listen to the podcast all the time. You're gonna you're gonna be coming to me in the middle of the week and be like, Josh, I'm caught up. We have to make another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I listen to. Uh, I used to listen to a lot more podcasts than I do now. Mm-hmm. I've just been. It's just I haven't found time to put it in my schedule. Yeah, but I used to. When I was working over the summer. I had a job where I was doing manual labor for six hours a oh, day. Like golf course, right? As we said. Yeah, I was yeah. doing landscaping, and um, you just put headphones in and just listen six hours a day, like to whatever I wanted. And music is interesting to listen to. Yeah. But after a while, no, definitely you, you just kind of want to listen to to people. I guess people talk. Yeah. And I found there's probably about um, four podcasts in my heavy rotation and uh, two of them are by the same guy <laughs> and uh, so I so yeah I mean it's it's an interesting format and you really you literally can't talk about anything and there's some podcasts out there where it doesn't matter what they talk about it's just about the two guys that are in it and how their dynamic is so interesting yeah to yeah and some of them are about whatever they talk about so for example i listened to one called the uh, well they call it the investors podcast and they have this really fun (laughs) intro tune and it's all jazzy and they talk about well if you're not into business it's just really boring yeah (laughs) but there are other ones that i listen to oh The other one I listen to is uh, "Hello Internet." I never heard of that. It's, uh, it's by it's about by two YouTubers and and okay. they talk about mostly they talk about the internet and obviously that topic is so broad that yeah. they really don't even have a topic and it's all just about just things how, that happen how great the, the two guys work together. <laughs> so I don't know. Are we gonna? Do you think? Do you think you want to have a topic for this podcast? I think we should have a segment of each of them where we talk about the Brooks Intramural Sports. Oh, so we like talk about... Or it could just be a like, Brooks Intramural Sports podcast. This <laughs> week in Brooks Sports. Because <laughs> there'll be like that whole week? month where we can talk about the Brooks Travaganza. Oh, oh, dude. When Mafia starts... Or Paranoia. Paranoia, not Mafia. Yeah. Update every week. Yeah. A paranoia update. Yeah. When we're doing that. Okay. So this is a weekly thing that we're doing then. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday, let's do it. Okay, Every Sunday. So we're going to give you a bunch of updates on Brooks Happenings, which is a <laughs> residence hall at Baylor that Where uh, we both live. Gray and I reside. And we'll do sports, but Brooks intramural Brooks sports. sports. <laughs> okay. So we're not going to really focus on 
Baylor sports. Real sports. No, the, you've got enough of that on ESPN Everywhere and Big else. 12 Network and all that. To so you, this is, we're getting you down to like the stuff that really matters here. Yeah. Brooks intramural sports. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Just Brooks people, maybe. I mean, I think that's better than a big audience, honestly. That's what I would. That's what I would rather have. As long as no one judges us for this. Also, who cares? Yeah, who cares? If, if some random guy off the internet just stumbles upon this podcast, we're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just gonna have to deal with it. Or you can find Whatever another podcast. Is. There's like millions of them out there already. Yeah. So Josh, if I can intercede, I don't know if y'all are gonna be able to hear this or not, but I'm loud, so maybe. Um, so I think Gray and I pretty much had the same inter- like same experience growing up in the same area, same school. Probably. A lot of the same friends. Probably the same, yeah. Like, how was your experience growing up, like Illinois, Chicago area, different? than what you've seen in Texas so far. Yeah, Josh, let's hear about your 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 growing up, even though you're still growing up, but Okay. In um Illinois. so if you Illinois didn't hear him, he pretty much asked me how my whole life has been different from the last 3 weeks. <laughs> yeah. And uh uh all I can say is that people in the Midwest act differently. Southern hospitality, than, baby. Than most people here. Um, we're more direct with what we want. We're less polite about those things, or at least it can come yeah. off that way. Um, the other thing is, I mean, we're in Texas. I've never heard the term Bible Belt be used to describe oh. any place in the world. Oh. But apparently you guys are like proud Bible Belt citizens here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, that's okay. I'm part of the Corn Belt, I think it is. Sick. So, <laughs> uh, so when it comes to religion, everyone is so much more open about it here. Uh, being religious in Chicago, in, in the suburbs of Chicago, there there's not a lot of acceptance about it. You, if you consider yourself religious, you're kind of almost um, Outcast. put down as being stupid. Oh. If you're like, if you're in a smart class, <coughs> if you're like higher up, if you're very scientifically driven, a lot of people just assume that you're an atheist. And even having debate about um, policy. Like like political policy, or even if you have a debate about religion, which is just so rare, it's very easy for a bystander to just assume that the religious person is is stupid. What do you think that is? Oh, I don't know. I think. Well, you know, I just said I don't know, and I'm now I'm going to tell you my answer. Uh, so, I think that in a lot of media today, yes, the smart people are not religious. Yes. Um. And even 
just in public schools, the way that they teach a lot of um, philosophy and science, or when they talk about science, they talk about even when they talk about religion or the history of religions. They talk about, oh, they believed this, which means they were, you know, backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and specifically when they talk about creation story, they only teach Big Bangs, the Big Bang in school. And the the whole thing, the teacher has to say, go ask only your parents yeah. for any other uh, theories on this, which is them kind of saying, you know, this is right. But you can believe something else if you want. Yeah. So it's it's all stuff. I don't think it ever happened out of spite or hatred towards religious people. But I think just over time that just became the opinion. Is yeah. that understandable? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Do you do you? I I imagine because you grew up in Houston. Yeah. And it wasn't like suburbs of houston it was like downtown houston now we're well, we're very suburb we're oh you were in the city of houston but it's like not downtown yeah okay. we're well, i think we're pretty no much one, right at the edge no right? one actually lives downtown unless you're like donald trump rich yeah. yeah so you you went to a houston public school yes so i'm surprised that because houston votes blue right Okay, so maybe it doesn't, but I, I'm just saying you went to a public school, and I'm just surprised you didn't have that same that same experience that I did. I guess it's it's more because the South is so religiously like oriented. Is that the right word? I don't know. Leaning or like I think I grew up in a bubble where I kind of assumed probably I think until. Sixth or seventh grade, I assumed that every single person was a Christian, like without asking them. Yeah. Like that would like just everyone around me kind of believed the same, more or less the same thing, and I never had the experience of like, oh, like people aren't Christians until, like sixth or seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it, and then it, it it's interesting because then it kind of as, like we as I went was like high school happened it kind of flipped which like i assumed everybody wasn't mm-hmm. christian well no i assume i assume that less people were christian yeah not not that nobody was christian but it's just like what? and i ended up finding like i ended up coming to find still that most of the people i talked to were like yeah i'm religious some kind even if they like didn't go to church yeah that often they were still like yeah, I'm religious. A lot of the people that I knew, I think the um <clears throat> which I think this is really weird to you guys, but the average person I would go up to on the street, they would say something along the lines of I go to church but I'm not religious. Interesting. Like, I go to church with my parents. Oh. But I'm not religious. That makes sense. Yeah. I did know a good portion of people were like that. Yeah. But that's that's so interesting like the difference like that's mark was saying on one of the the first days we were here he was saying about how here it's the totally opposite of maryland where not maryland i don't know why i keep saying that massachusetts where if you are religious that's 
not the norm at all. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. you're religious. That's interesting. Yeah. Where here it's like, oh, you're not religious. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Which I think is very interesting, especially because that's where all the colonies were. <laughs> that's just that's just interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, and I think the couple of people who we're friends with here who are not religious feel um, like out of place because they're not. And they like um, some of them have talked to me about like not 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 feeling welcome or not not feeling welcome. Yeah. But they don't feel unwelcome here. Yeah, they don't feel unwelcomed. I don't know why I have to use that. they don't feel unwelcome, but they just feel like they've never lived in a place where religion is so present. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I, I can honestly relate to that. That that is I've never lived in a place where religion is so prevalent. Yeah. And I think and this is the longest conversation I've ever had about religion <laughs> in general. But we're at like 30 minutes now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but I think it's, it's, it's great. Cause obviously, but all three of us are religious. Very mm-hmm. me and Ka- Josh are both Catholic. Yeah. And Jackson is Methodist. Um, and it's, there's, I've, I know someone who was not religious when they came here and then they started asking like me and one of my friends to take them start taking them to church when we were at home when they came back for the summer because they're a couple years older than me but and i think that's so cool that like the place like this can kind of i don't say open your eyes but like you know yeah could set you on that path and give you a new i think for a lot of people, it's seeing people who have like PhDs and doctorates who are also religious. Yeah, yeah. Because I no, think because like from a young age, it or I mean, all the way probably until seventh grade, I was just kind of assumed that people who were religious were wrong. You know, it's like I practice this religion, but it's wrong. That's so interesting because we had the exact opposite. Yeah. Notion. That's so interesting. And what I think is hilarious about the whole like science proving religion wrong is that I've heard, I, I don't know if it's exactly true, but because my priest said it, so I don't know if, mm-hmm. I mean, I believe him. He's a good yeah. guy, you know? And you can just, just give him a plug. <laughs> Who's your priest? <laughs> uh, Father Troy Gately, St. John Vianney Catholic Church. Galveston Houston Diocese um he was saying that it's it's hilarious that science always is always trying to prove wrong uh religion and and people use science to prove religion wrong because Christians were the ones that like implemented school systems and when the first ones were like we should probably educate our people so they know about the earth and how to take care of it because this was given to us you know Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then now people use it to prove religion wrong. It's just kind of backwards. Do you think science can poke holes in belief? I mean, yeah, but it's like so people talk about Genesis and the you know and and we have theories and some evidence that clearly the stories in Genesis 
didn't actually happen. Like the creation stories are allegorical and mm-hmm. not literal. Yeah. Um, and there was a guy. I wish I remembered what it was, but I don't know if y'all talked about this in in y'all's Christian scriptures class. Um, but my professor was talking about how people argue over whether or not to take the creation story and some of those very first ancestral stories, um, whether or not, whether or not to take them allegorical, allegorically or literally. And there was a guy several hundred years ago who said something along the lines of, are we really such a silly people to assume that these things are to be taken literally? And like several hundred years ago, so clearly, I mean, no, right? I think well, that some of this, most of it, sh- not most of it, but a good part of it should be taken allegorically. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I could mean, see many, that. many Protestant denominations have split over whether or not. Yeah, it's allegorical it's or literal. Or literal. Allegorical. Like, if you walk up to a southern baptist and you ask them whether or not the creation story is literal they will say 100 percent literal every single word in the bible is literal but if yes. you walk up to a methodist and you say is this literal they would say that's probably a parable that's told us that's told to us from generation to generation just to like communicate our values yeah instead of being like a story that we should take literally mm-hmm. i mean i've met people here that believe that genesis is taken literally Really? Yeah. And uh, honestly, that's the first time I've, I've ever heard that. But, you know, it's it's tough to believe that because the first thing that they say is, of course, it wouldn't make sense because right, we have so much they evidence say something of- like God is so great and his power is so amazing that we cannot understand it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I honestly don't think it matters to your religion whether you take anything from the Bible literally or if you take it as a parable or a lesson that just yeah. needs to be learned. Yeah, definitely. That's something that he, that my professor talked about was that. Because even, even if God made it happen, like actually happen, yeah. he made it so that we could learn from it. Yeah. Definitely. That's something that he was, my professor was talking about. He was saying that it's, you can also look at it as how people like are born and then raised and then lose their innocence. So you're born and you don't know anything and then you're tempted by something and you fall into temptation and you fall into sin and then you lose your innocence and you know good from evil now. Mm-hmm. You know, which is exactly what happened to Adam and Eve. So he also said that you could look at it as just a metaphor for creation of human existence, and how or I guess just how each human person at that creates yeah. their life gets created, but not physically created. You know, does that make sense at all? I'm kind of lost on that one. Yeah, I think you're too, trying honestly. to say something like. <laughs> The, the Genesis parable is... I'm just, just reading what you're trying to say. You're, re- you're saying that the Genesis parable is kind of like how regular humans 
start their life. Yeah, I guess start their life is kind of yeah. Is a better way of putting that than whatever the hell I said. A lot of the Protestant creeds say that Jesus was fully. I don't know Catholic or Catholic. Catholic creeds have these have the same wording of this, but they say that Jesus was fully God and fully human. And so, in order for him to be fully human, he would have to fulfill Genesis one. Which is like God's original design for humanity, and what He originally had purpose for our lives before sin entered into our lives. Yeah. And so He was fully human, stating that sin, or by Him being fully human, He shows all of us that we are not fully human, because sin is a part of our lives. We need to throw the mic for you, honestly. We need a third mic for you, honestly. That's cool. That's cool. Dang. Yeah, that's interesting. So people like to focus on the fact that, yes, he was fully human. Or no, sorry. Yes, he was fully God. But he was also fully human. But he was also fully human. Yeah. Yeah, I remember here, like, I remember my professor saying something about him being the second Adam. Mm -hmm. Better Adam, because he didn't screw it up. But also, did Adam even exist in the first place? We don't know. Also that. Also that. And even there's evidence in Genesis that suggests that that story isn't completely and totally true. Because yeah, I mean, the two accounts in Genesis one and Genesis Genesis two of creation contradict themselves. Yeah. That too. In the order of creation. Yeah. Um. There's, oh my goodness, I totally lost it. Oh, because, oh, I totally forgot. That's okay. Are we exhausted for today? Maybe a little bit. That reminds me, you know what is? You know what Lauren's really good at doing? Do you want to put this in the podcast or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's not like, she's really good at, at being like, oh, I have something to say, and then forgetting. And it's so upsetting to me. I'm like, no, sorry. What a great way to end it. Solid note to end on. Wait, hold on.